right, welcome back to IO's Pod. This is episode seven in the podcast series, and I have yet another guest to bring on to the podcast to talk all things ISFL. If you were with me last time, I had an outsider come in, a buddy of mine, Haloic Oasis, who I play fake baseball with, who has never done any simulations whatsoever, and we kind of went back and forth about kind of an outsider's perspective. Uh, this week, I wanted to get somebody on within the league that we could talk a little in-league conversations, and uh, ironically enough, this guy, individual hit me up last week about possibly coming on, and it worked out perfectly, and just kind of doing a little research on him before I brought him on, I see, I see that we're actually pretty paralleled in our experiences here in the ISFL in terms of our player, player, to player development, where we've gone in drafts. He's season 31, I was season 30. And we can get into that here in just a little bit. So real quick, let me go ahead and introduce you guys. Scooty McHitz with the Norfolk Seawolves. Scooty, how's it going, man? Hey, good. Yeah, Scotty. Scotty, like Wisconsin. Ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I got the Missouri accent, so my O's are O's. Uh, I got <laughs> no, no, my bad. So G, uh, G2019, if you see him in the Discord and or the forums. Uh, so... Uh, welcome on, man. So let's kind of get right into it. So you were drafted in this last season, 30 DSFL draft. When did you join the ISFL and kind of just what was your experience uh, kind of uh, when you first joined the league? Yeah, so um, actually it's kind of funny. I didn't have any um, friends that were in the league or anything like that. I know a lot of people get brought in by other users. I actually stumbled upon a Reddit post. So good job, recruiters. Um, it was on the Wisconsin Badgers subreddit, and I just happened to see the recruiting post and see a little bit about the league and I figured you know hey what the hell I'll hop in and create a player and kind of see what happens and honestly you know I owe it was amazing just how quickly uh, this league kind of got its teeth into me and hooked me um, I've absolutely fallen in love with this league so um, from creating my character to learning more about the attributes all the fantastic rookie mentors, uh, being willing to ask questions anytime, day or night, and then the scouting conversations were fantastic. And um, I ended up being lucky enough to be drafted by Norfolk at second overall, and they were my top destination. So super pumped to be there, and things have just continued on from there and um, been terrific. I couldn't be happier with where I ended up and kind of how the season's progressing for me. Now that's awesome. So I, I remember during that recruiting phase in season thirty, Norfolk was one of the teams that reached out to me and. Uh, um, they, you know, when that, during that whole recruiting phase, I was recruited by everybody except Tijuana and, uh, Norfolk stood out because the recruiter was, was just funny. Like, I mean, it seems like, at least in my experience, the, there was sort of like a pre-made, uh, script or questions that they would send out to everybody and then you'd respond. And some of them, that was it. Uh, some of the other teams got a little bit more depth and the more personal Norfolk kind of like changed it up. They were just kind of like you know, real loose and chill. And I, I was, uh, you know, once I was done speaking to them, they were definitely on one of my top, uh, teams just for, for that minor experience with them. So I could tell that that was going to be a really cool clubhouse. So, uh, it seems like it seems to be true that the, everything in there is pretty chill, pretty cool. You got a good group of folks in there. Yeah. I just can't say enough about that locker room between, um, the, the GMs, uh, Timo and Negs, they're fantastic. Uh, the alums that stop by all the time and are hanging around in the Discord, they're fantastic and obviously know so much about the history of the team and the league. And then just the, the draft class and the, and the players that were there uh, before the draft as well, we just have really good people on our team, and I'm sure you would say the same about yours. Just genuinely solid people 
Um, we care about how each other performs. We keep each other positive. You know, even though we're having kind of a tough season record-wise, you wouldn't know it by being in our locker room. We kind of vent through frustrations and then move on. You know, we look out for each other in real life as well and check up on each other. It's really kind of a family. And I think hearing your experience from a, a scout from Norfolk, I'd be interested to hear um, who actually scouted you. You should hunt back through the DMs and figure that one out for me. Cause yeah, we have so many people that are capable of doing that. And I'm super excited to um, be a part of our war room actually currently um, in my first season here and be able to kind of reciprocate that experience for some other new users, especially um, and try to get them to, to fall in love with the league just like I did. Yeah, I see that you, uh, in your first season, you already got named uh, a captain. That's pretty uh, impressive as a, a rookie, so to speak, a brand newcomer, brand new player to an organization that they kind of already had enough trust in you to make you a captain and bring into the war room. So that's that's pretty cool. I, I would definitely reciprocate a lot of what you said with Dallas. Dallas is an absolute blast. Tons of alums, the group. Game days are fantastic. Everybody's pumped talking about games. We've had a pretty good uh, couple of seasons. We're, we won the uh, the South last year. We were, we're t- currently in the, in the top of the South this year, even though we had a pretty rough start. But I think what that kind of tells me is that most everywhere, we're, it seems like ISFL just has a really healthy uh, um, group of folks in all these different discords and all these different teams that makes this league so much fun. And that's really cool to hear. Uh, I was just recently drafted in the ISFL draft this last season to Austin, and it's the same there. You know, it's an awesome clubhouse, and it kind of makes you, you know, wonder if every team is just that much fun. Um, I would, I would have to assume. I mean, that just, you know, probabilities. Probably not every team has or Discord is that fun, but it, at least from my experiences, everyone that I've been invited to, uh, I still am in most of the ones that invited me during my recruiting at DSFL. I'm still in every one that. Uh, invited me during the ISFL, and every single one of them, I could pop in at any given moment and just have a blast with everybody that's in there. So that's a testament to say a lot about the league. So it sounds like you're having a really good time. Um, speaking of the ISFL, are you getting geared up for the ISFL draft coming up? Oh, man, you absolutely know it. Um, and and to kind of speak to what you were just talking about, this is actually a great segue because I'm not I'm not certain on the uh, the locker room thing. I don't know if we're just lucky and we ended up with teams that have great LRs or we've been in some great LRs. Um, that is something that's really important to me. So yeah, um, knee deep in the scouting side of things, I'm getting scouted for the ISFL draft. Um, also getting scouted for the upcoming juniors SHL draft, um, and then doing some scouting myself on prospects for Norfolk for the DFS DSFL draft. So yeah, it's, it's scouting season big time for Scani and um, I'm just having a ton of fun getting to know more about new users in the league, getting to know more about the ISFL teams, just not having that much knowledge as a, as a rookie in the DSFL, um, getting to learn more about those teams and what they're about and, you know, maybe how my career could look, uh, on one of those teams. So yeah, very thrilled, very impressed with the teams that I've spoken with thus far and super excited to, to get to draft day again. Yeah, I think uh, especially at a position like yours, uh, definitely I uh, when I joined the War Room, I actually purchased the simulation to help run Sims uh, for the for Dallas. And one of the things I noticed, um, and, and it seems to be uh, kind of echoed throughout all of ISFL's linebacker is almost kind of like broken in that it's almost so important they get all the tackles and yet contribute on the sacks 
So um, usually it seems like teams are looking for, at least on the defensive side of the ball, the linebacker to be one of the more active and uh, topper earners on their team. So I think you're going to definitely have uh, a lot of folks looking at you if you continue kind of on the pace you're going on uh, currently. So that'll be really fun to kind of see how you land. I remember I remember in your podcast you were talking about how you watch your uh, uh, the Sims on your big screen. I watched the draft isfl draft up on the big screen at my house with my wife and i was shocked i ended up going number five overall to austin and uh you know it's 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 kind of weird how excited an, an, an adult male can get over a fake simulation sport but it was cool i mean it just felt like you know everybody puts in all this hard work you know trying to earn make media and all that kind of stuff and kind of see it kind of pay off is really kind of a rewarding in that sense and now uh, so I think you'll be really excited when that time comes around and because it it's super fun It's just as fun as the DSFL uh, And you'll kind of get now your two homes where you'll kind of be sticking around Do you think you'll probably um, do another year at Norfolk or do you think you're gonna get called up right away? Yeah um, You know, I think it's gonna depend on who drafts me and what they need um, If they need me to come up right away, that's fine at the same time I'd be perfectly content to stay in Norfolk for another season or maybe even longer, depending on who's in front of me on my ISFL team. Um, love what we have going in Norfolk. I will never leave that server. Um, <laughs> I actually have aspirations of maybe being a future GM there, to be honest, um, and getting super involved. So um, I have no problem staying there for a few seasons. I know we've kind of taken our lumps this year, but we have a really strong core group of guys, and I think it's only going to get stronger after our next draft and really could have something special brewing there. That's awesome. I I have no desire to be a GM one day. That is a sounds like a ton of work. I put a lot of work in uh, my media's and uh, you know with the Dallas Bird Talk Bird Dog Recap Show and then in the podcast and then uh, everything that I do over at the PBE. Um, but man, that GM and it just that that just seems like it's way too much. I I I, I love being in the war room. I help help scouting. I like running sims and giving my you know advice and just being an advisor in there but to actually pull the trigger to become a gm it is maybe i'm a little scared to jump off that high dive so very uh very admirable that you kind of have that ambition and uh it's really cool to look back years or see i guess not quite years but when you look on you know 10 seasons from now to look on like who in the season 30 season 31 are general managers now and ho members so um my experience all kind of started over at the pro baseball experience. I've been over there now for over a year, real a real year. Um, I started uh, back last in 2020 during the pandemic, and that was sort of my I, that was my that was so much fun. I, I love baseball, and uh, the sim that they use OTP is an absolute blast. Um, it, you know, it's it's just like the ISFL. Great organizations, great locker rooms. Uh, you know, I remember when you're in the playoffs, or we do a lot of voice chat with our teams and just watching these baseball sims go. And, you know, that timely home run or hit just comes at the right time. Everyone goes crazy. Um, and it's just a lot of fun. It really, really is. And so I thought about for a long time about joining the ISFL. I didn't do it for a little while. I kind of wanted to give all my attention to the PBE. But then I finally decided to pull the trigger on ISFL and honestly pleasantly surprised on just how much as fun it is um, here uh, as it is over in the PBE. So, uh, you know, now I'm doing super casual, which has been super fun. And, uh, but I just can't talk, uh, you know, enough about how fun these things are. And really what it is, is like, it's the communities, you know, that bring these things to life, make these things fun. 
Um, I actually played college football in real life, and so football was my love. And I have the things that I missed about college football and just, well, just football in general was the camaraderie that you did really have in those locker rooms with those real, you know, teams. And even though this is all on mostly discord and stuff like that, I feel like there's a good sense of that here. People checking in on each other, you know, how was everybody's day? Um, hey, we ready to play? How's you, how you doing on your player? Do you need any help? All that stuff is here. It's just like, you know real life in that kind of regard you know hey you hit in the gym today you, you, you want to go do a quick mile hey you want to go do your pts you know it's similar but different but uh, i just kind of like that camaraderie that this place brings so speaking about norfolk in the season 31 kind of go uh what do you what, what has this season kind of been for you in the locker room like how are you guys been kind of expecting this as a um rebound year or rebuilding year or, or was it kind of a disappointment So coming in, um, I'm ultra competitive, and that can be a, a good and a bad thing. Um, I don't let that get get negative or toxic, but I am somebody who, who does want to win. So coming in, the expectations were kind of laid out, like, hey, we're we're building, we could t- take some lumps here, and you know, all I heard was, yeah, 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 you know, go get it done on the field and and see what happens. At least that's what I was telling myself. Um, but you know, you drop kind of game after game to start the season, and I think after our third loss in a row, I kind of had that come to Jesus moment of like, okay, that's, you know, this is how it's going to be. And I have to be okay with that. Um, A real realization that I could only control the things that I could control. And the sim is going to do what the sim is going to do. And on top of that, we were far and away the lowest TPE team in the DSFL uh, at the beginning of the season. Now, what's exciting is the things that I could control, you know, have gone really well and they've gone really well for my teammates as well so i've been max earning um basically since i started we have teammates from my draft class and teammates that were already on the team that have also stepped up their their earning and their production and i think that's a testament to just the crew we have in the locker room um pushing each other to be the best they can be um people knowing that uh, things are always going to be positive and that we can get some things done um, we've had some really encouraging moments. We beat Minnesota. We're the only team that beat Minnesota this year. And we beat them by two touchdowns. Mm-hmm. Um, that one came out of nowhere, and that was just crazy. And then we beat Kansas City, uh, tie ball game, and we win on a 74-yard touchdown pass with, like, 20 seconds left. Um, and then we did manage to knock off London in our second time playing them just uh, yesterday. So, yeah, we've definitely had some good moments, and we really cling to those and celebrate those. And you know, everybody's in the in the chat saying, like, get in voice right now, and we're just going crazy, <laughs> that kind of stuff. Um, just you're, you talk about the camaraderie, and it really all comes back to that. Uh, just fantastic, just so much fun. So, yeah, we've taken our lumps, and it was a bit of an adjustment period for me, but ultimately just um, trying to be a leader in that locker room and keep folks positive and keep folks hyped and keep folks earning, and um, we're closing the gap. You know, other teams came into the season with some capped players. We had none at the beginning of the season. Uh, this is a group that, with uh, decent send-down luck or a lack of call-ups, if you want to look at it that way, this is a team that's going to do some things next year and, and the years moving forward. So, um, yeah, as you can tell just by listening to me talk, super passionate and excited about about Norfolk and couldn't be happier with, you know, how we've done things despite the record. Yeah, that's uh, that that's that. I mean, I I love to hear all that. So like, just kind of putting it for reference, um, looking at the quick TPE. I'm not going to look at total just because, like you said, a lot of the 
lot of these players might be like into their four or five hundred just still playing down because they're not ready to be called up. So I'm going to look at the average TPE for each of the DSFL teams. Minnesota's sitting at 234, which is about right for the juggernaut of uh, Minnesota, the, the the returning chance from last season. Now the projected uh, top team this season. Um, we the Dallas Bird Dogs are right smack dab in the middle with about 167, and then you guys are down there at 145. And I think just kind of talking from the Dallas's perspective, uh, we probably didn't expect us to do as well as we have. We have probably having Ricky Stanzi, the possible MVP of the season of the year, is, is huge for us. He's tearing it up, playing out of his mind. Um, but for us, it was this last draft class. So we drafted a few young guys because we lost. We had some unexpected call-ups that were kind of unfortunate, unexpected and last minute, I might add. Um, and so we were kind of hurting at a few places, and we drafted really, really, really well in this last class. Um, had a few that were open to switching positions. One was actually an offensive lineman that switched to our running back and now is uh, almost rushing for 1,000 yards, and I think he's a top-five rusher on the year and has just completely turned around our team that used to be a pass-heavy team now to a more balanced approach with a, with a running game that could be effective. Um, have you kind of when you you watch the sims is that right you actually do kind of pay attention i do uh actually had to stay late at work last night and they were the first games for norfolk this year preseason or regular season that i've not watched live so yeah uh that kind of sucked but i <laughs> muted my discord made sure nobody was dming me spoilers yeah i yeah, may yeah. have made some threats follow through on if anybody you know spoil the results for me um, but yeah definitely uh, enjoy watching those so it's kind of like as uh, the reason why I was kind of segueing into this is that uh, your player McHitts uh, rookie captain uh, linebacker excuse me is currently 12 games into the season with two games left to go leading the league with 117 tackles uh, and Four pass, you know, a lot of you know, four pass deflections is pretty good for linebacker. Um, you even got an interception thrown in there, a couple of forced fumbles. Uh, I think, yeah, I think your your player could definitely be on the. Uh, and this might be a spoiler because I am on the, I am a newly appointed awards committee representative for Dallas. Be on a lot of ballots for linebacker of the year. How did did you see that coming, or how, I mean, was that kind of a surprise? Yeah, um, first of all, it's kind of funny. You're like, oh, spoilers, I'm on the committee. Um, I will actually be Norfolk's representative on that committee. So, <laughs> so I'll see you there. <laughs> um, yeah, um, surprise, yeah, uh, from where I started for sure, just not really knowing the league much. Um, honestly, I, I am happy with how Scani has performed for the most part. Uh, it seems like every week I'm like, man, can't I like force enough? fumble or get a pick or something it's just tackles 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 <laughs> um but you know we've we've struggled and we've taken our lumps so we have spent a fair amount of time on defense and being a middle linebacker you're gonna get tackles um so yeah it's it's exciting to be in those conversations and you know i look around the league and um we have folks like you and omni man in the mix um <clears throat> we have some other good good defensive ends um i know like half eaten onion bagels got a def- uh, defensive end that's very good uh, folks racking up sacks. We have some great cornerbacks. I think there's a DSFL corner that has three defensive touchdowns now. Oh, wow. I don't know if you saw that. Yeah, that's um, uh, Laz me... from Portland. Laz. And, yeah, so um, 
being the competitor I am, I'm like, okay, well, what about like defensive rookie of the year, defensive player of the year, whatever. Um, and I, I don't remember if Laz is a first year or second year player, but uh, yeah, if you're scoring three defensive touchdowns in a season, that really does set you apart and they're having a terrific season. So yeah, um, honored to even be in the conversation and just really enjoying things and, and watching my player progress. Yeah, I think rookie-wise, the only other one that would probably be on the radar for like a, a rookie of the year type of uh, player would be Morpheus Zyragross from Minnesota defensive end, who currently is uh, tied for second with uh, nine sacks on the year. Um, and there's there's the kids back there. But uh, anyway, the, he's having a really good season as a rookie. Uh, Laz, I think, is, a, is not his rookie season, so... There's not a whole lot of, at least just kind of taking a quick gander at the the stats, a lot of rookies that are kind of kind of showing out right now, obviously. Uh, that was kind of what I was, a roundabout way of getting back to that conversation while watching the simulation. So last season, I uh, I had a, uh, we had LeBron James who played defensive end for Dallas, and it was the stud defensive end, and uh, he was racking up a lot of sacks but, but, but the way I was building I was kind of I wasn't quite getting the, I was just kind of putting a bunch of strength and not a whole lot into the past rushing capabilities quite yet just to kind of be a role player and we were kind of talking about in the sims like like you kind of touched on a little bit maybe being having a, a quote-unquote maybe like not as good of an offense uh, statistically uh, is keeping the defense on the field is why you're racking up all these tackles versus like you know for me they it seemed like they ran away from my side uh or you know and so i wasn't able to get a lot of the stats last season but now this season being the kind of the lone wolf on the defensive end for dallas i'm getting a lot of the uh, sacks and and stats and just kind of how that plays into the sim because uh, i'm still kind of playing with it. it it's not perfect um you know i got really used to uh, uh, outside the park baseball which is an absolute phenomenal sim and just a fun video game to to, to begin with um and how, I mean, just minor, minor things could change so much in that game. And I just kind of was curious. I'm like, you know, switching to a 4-3 versus a 3-4. And, uh, you know, if you're a cornerback playing more of a nickelback versus a shutdown corner, like how does that kind of play in to the stats in the Sims? I've always kind of been curious about, and I have played with the Sim a little bit, and I, I just I haven't quite figured it out exactly yet. I'm sure there's some people in the ISFL that have got it all figured out, but um i it is kind of interesting to me yeah, and, and i haven't done like a, a deep dive on the program or anything but just to uh, just to quickly mention something that we continuously laugh about in our locker room is um the first thing i did under the advice of negs our gm was to max my speed out at 80 <laughs> and we have a fair amount of like low tpe players or bots in our secondary and i i kid you not i probably get at least three or four tackles a game, like 40, 50 yards downfield. Like, <laughs> I somehow beat our secondary to make the tackle down there. So I always make the joke that, like, I just rack up tackles like 40 yards down the field when we get scorched on a passing play or something stupid. So, um, yeah, I think maxing out that speed first was probably one of the best things I've ever done. <laughs> well, I mean, and here's something to kind of keep your eyes on. So I just kind of, out of curiosity, I took a quick look. The current single-season record for tackles is 133. We have two games left. That could be well within your range if you average 10 tackles for the next two games to possibly get close to that record. And I think that would all but guarantee you 
at least, obviously, linebacker of the year, but possibly a defensive player of the year because you still got to make the tackles. Even if the, the rest of the team necessarily isn't holding up their end of the bargain, you're, you still have to do it. You know, So that's pretty interesting to me because I know I was, look, I was shooting for that single-season sack record. I don't think I'm going to get close. It's 17. <laughs> that's a pretty astronomical sack record. But, uh, yeah, that tackles record of 133 is well within – your uh, ability here, depending on how these next two weeks go. How do you? What do you think about that? Yeah, yeah. Thanks for mentioning that. Um, very kind of you. I'm I'm pretty humbled by that. Uh, <clears throat> but it, it is something that's been on the radar, just because, again, just you know, checking the sim after games when it gets updated, and repeatedly getting double digit tackles like every game is kind of nuts. Um, so kind of just going with that and and projecting where that total would end up. Um, yeah, that, that is with insights, and if I maintain my average here, I should be able to reach that, which would be pretty cool. Um, I do want to give a quick plug and a shout-out to our offensive lineman, Bongo, uh, um, who uh, Clifford Wilson is his player name, actually uh, shattered the ESFL record for pancakes in a season and nice. nearing 100 pancakes nice. for the season. So shout-out to Bongo. I know offensive linemen rarely get love, so I want to make sure to show him some love. Um, uh, they're fine. Yeah, what's what's crazy, Io, is if you look at you know those records that show up on the current sim are only since they switched to the new sim. So if you change the year back, um, like four or five seasons, you'll see the old records for sim, and they were nutty. Like those stat lines, I think the all-time record for tackles uh, across all sims is like 190 or something stupid. Oh wow, yeah, I did hear. I mean, I I came just you know last season or season 30, yeah, I have heard that around the locker rooms about how the last sim was just was just, was just insane. Uh, and that this one seems to be a little bit more balanced. Uh, so there's definitely still some kinks. I have seen a couple of plays where I'm like, well, what the hell just happened? Um, and like I said, it looks like linebacker might be a little bit OP at the moment. But, um, you know, I don't think that, you know... It's just, it's still enjoyable, and that's what matters, you know. I, I I kind of reference back to Heloic, who's never we watched a sim together, and he's never watched one before in his life. And even though they're little dots, it's still entertaining to just you know for 15 minutes out of your day, watch your little dot go around running around the screen. You know, it's and he kind of said, and I I kind of agree with him. It's like watching your kids out there on the football field. You know, you're like you're cheering on your boys. You know, like hey go. Go go hit go get yourself a tackle, you know, and so you get a little excited watching these little these little dots running around uh, by themselves. So yeah, I mean that'd be really cool if you can uh, break that record. I think that'd be really good for Norfolk and uh, kind of really cool thing to kind of hang your hat on for the rest of your career moving forward to kind of get that thing under your under your belt. Yeah, I, I think I I agree a hundred percent on the you know watching little dots running around. It's funny. My wife actually just came to kind of hang out. She's sitting right next to me right now, and she can attest to. I'm sure um, she would tell you that anytime one of my teammates makes a big play or something, I'm like yelling their name at the big screen TV I have the sim <laughs> up on, like which makes me a total nerd for sure. But also mainly just just passionate about this this game we have going, as I know you are. So. Um, that's awesome stuff. Awesome yeah. stuff. Um, also, I keep forgetting to mention, but I heard you say something at the beginning of the pod. Uh, you talked about fake baseball. Do you play mm-hmm. baseball by the numbers? Uh, I thought you did. Yes, I do. So we, I, I got uh, into simulation, or I guess 
the rabbit hole that is fake sports in general by joining major league running uh, major league baseball major league reddit ball first uh and then i got into major league number ball and i'm currently with the buffalo buff buffaloes uh down over there so yeah that's uh that's how i kind of got it all started and this how this whole rabbit hole began Nice. Yeah, I am uh, Scotty McSwings over there. Oh, nice. Pitcher for Acadia, and I'm actually an umpire. So, I think I I think I umped you like last week or the week before, to be honest. Yeah, that's 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 awesome. I've I've got off to a pretty little bit of a hot start so far this season. I'm pretty happy about that. Uh, as much work as I put into all these Sims leagues, I put as, I put into that when it comes to scouting. Uh, so I you know I. You kind of said it. I'm very much the same way. Uh, I'm hyper competitive. I played sports my entire life. I played football for 16 years of my life um, into college before I finally had to hang it up because, you know, 99% of athletes don't make it professionally. Um, and But that doesn't change my competitive nature. And so, like, you know, now a middle-aged man, I'm trying to – find other things other than old man softball that I could do to kind of just really quench my competitive sports. And this is it, you know, it's either this or spending thousands and thousands of dollars on fantasy, a daily fantasy, and this is cheaper. So, uh, you know, I'm having a lot of fun with this and just kind of being competitive and all these fake sports and stuff. And it's almost too, I try to be as honest as possible because a lot of folks, you know, during the recruiting, they're like, you know, what's the most important thing? And, and it takes everything in me to be like winning, (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but I kind of seg- I kind of say that as winning creates a better environment typically for everybody. Everyone's having more fun when that when you're winning. And so I'm kind of going through a little bit of a rebuild with my PBE team with the Sarasota Supernova and you know it's still a very active locker room but last season when we were actually competing for a championship, I mean every single sim everybody was on talking going crazy. This year we know it's rebuilding. We know we're not going to win, so it's not as active. It's still fun, but it's not as active. And so I kind of always say that in my, you know, when people ask, they're like, "Yeah, I, I want to be good. I don't do this to suck. <laughs> I, I don't, I don't do PTs and put all these time in the podcast and media to have a crappy player. If it happens, it happens because Sim's gonna Sim. But that's not what I'm shooting for. <laughs> so <laughs> yeah, I, I definitely agree with you. By the way, um, quick self plug. I am uh, CJ Brandonson, starting pitcher over in PBE. Uh, first season there for the Swifties. So tell your GM to uh, to keep my name on the list. Oh, absolutely. The Though I'm I'm in the war room with Sarasota, so I'll definitely hey, get to put you, you in me. there. I'll get I'll get your name well, in but, there. Um, as you were talking, it just reminded me a lot of this week's point task. Actually, um, defining what success means to you and talking about how it's not always just wins and losses. Um, so yeah, just a couple comments on that. You know, the things that I chose to write about for that are first of all just the fantastic users that are a part of this league um you know you're one of them i sent you a message we both do podcasts and now we're doing a podcast together talking about something we love i mean the fact that that's possible is is absolutely fantastic um second thing i talked about was just creating that excitement in new users just like others did for me um is my second kind of indicator of success uh third thing i wanted to say just touching a little bit more on the competitive side was um, I've talked to some people kind of behind closed doors and get frustrated on occasion when people complain about how their player performs and then you look at their activity level and like what they've done to 
gain TPE and they're a low TPE player because they're just not they haven't done anything with it. And you know, I try to to uh, treat everybody with grace, but behind closed doors, sometimes I'm like, well, yeah, because you're not doing anything, you know. Right. Uh, and it sounds like you right. kind of you kind of take the same stance, but obviously there's there's space for all earners, but um, you know if you're not going to put any effort into it, then you don't really get to complain about the results. Well, and and uh, you know I can even kind of talk a little bit on that over in the PBE. I have a I have a player that's getting into his eighth season. Um, he has over 1600 TPE, considered probably one of the top three or four first baseman in the entire league was a gold Glover last year, but I created him to hit to hit. And it's funny that the Sims going to Sim and I'm never, I've never been the best hitter on my team <laughs> and I don't have a whole lot of career batting stats that would back up. Um, the, like how he's built because I mean, he's maxed out everywhere, everywhere for hitting, uh, for average and hitting for dingers and slugging. But the Sims going to Sim, and yeah, that's frustrating. And, you know, I talked to my GM a lot the last couple of seasons, like, why isn't IO hitting like he should be? And, you know, it's just, it's going to, you can only do so much as a, as a, as a user. The Sims going to do his thing. But even though I'm here to win and to be good, you know, I'm still doing everything I can to keep making him better and just hope maybe one season he has a breakout where he does well. Um, but no, for eight seasons, he's pretty much sucked. He had the best season of his career, his rookie year where he hit the most home runs, uh, and he's pretty much progressively sucked since then. And so um, it's, it's just going to happen, but you can't get frustrated. I think that's the biggest worry with Sim Leagues is people kind of get frustrated. Um, either they retire too soon and they try to recreate, and you know, but that's, you know, it, there is a lot to be said that, yes, this is a competitive, it's, it, there is a competitiveness to this, to the game, but it is about the community. So, yeah, I mean, it's super cool that, you know, you and I, and now that we've been talking, um, have such parallels in our experiences and our perspective, and even with our own two players. Um, and we know this is the first time, and we've been in, I get probably been in discords for a long time together and just never actually had our paths crossed. So it's pretty cool that, you know, that simple thing like this can get a cheesehead like you and a Missouri boy like myself uh in the same in the same podcast together so that's pretty cool uh, if i do say so i actually have family from wisconsin so i have some connection up there so that's nice yeah steven's yeah. point it's, okay sure sure <laughs> yeah no it's it's good stuff you're absolutely right um yeah fantastic all around i think though if you're really maxed out in everything i think hummus god should be your guest on your next pod and uh, you should probably just give him hell for that, because that uh, that sounds kind of broken, I.O. So Hummus and I are good buddies. He we we, shared, we were in Sarasota together. I can't say enough about Hummus. Uh, Darren, our our last playoff uh, series last season with uh, PBE, him and I were in voice chat with a couple others. And I hope I he said he recorded it. Um, I hope he does. We had a, a fantastic close finish against the overpowering. New Orleans Rougarous in the uh, comp or in the semifinal, and him and I were just you know we got hyped, and I've known him for a long time. He brought me on to management. I have a, a job over there, and I can't say enough. We do a, me and him do actually do a lot of voice chats, and uh, Hummus is one of the more jam up just human beings that I've met in all of Sim League. So now he's a great guy. I uh, can't say enough about him, <clears throat> but. No, I have asked. <laughs> Good to hear. I just, uh, I just know him as you know the, the head of the league. So I just, you know, figured I'd throw him. 
under the <laughs> no yeah I've, I've definitely said some things uh but you know it, it sims gonna sim you nothing you can do hopefully io the football player has a better success in the isfl so um before we got started today you had your ama up thread and i kind of hijacked it a little bit and i threw the thread around got a couple of people to add some questions uh here short and so let's go ahead and if you don't mind uh jump into some of these questions what do you think Let's go. You know, I was really excited to post this and super hyped that people gave some really good questions and things to ponder. And, you know, as you can see, uh, and as the listeners are about to hear, some of it's related to sim leagues. Some of it is not, and it's more casual. And some of it's just kind of crazy, deep existential questioning. So um, should be fun. Yeah. Uh, I agree. I love doing these. I've done a couple of them myself, and they're a ton of fun. Uh, some, <laughs> I, I, uh, I'm excited for the uh, the last one uh, by Moody, just because he always asks fantastic questions, and he's got one of the best renders I've ever seen. Jackie Daytona is just awesome. <laughs> but uh, getting right into it, we have the first questions from Tubba Masterflex, aka Multi Pupupupli. I don't know if I'm saying that. I don't right. know. He's he's a good safety. <laughs> from, he's in my draft class. He's a good safety. That's what I know. From Portland, <laughs> Portland Pythons. He says, uh, first question: What's your favorite color? Yeah, I'd say um, I'd say purple. I'm actually an educator by trade. I'm currently an assistant principal, but uh, had been a teacher in the past. And a number of the schools that I taught at had purple as a team color, and I just. Uh-oh, did I, did I lose you? You still there? Yeah, can you hear me? Okay, gotcha. You're back. actually couldn't hear you for a couple seconds there, so. <laughs> Sorry, yeah, Discord going through problems. I think we're back, though. So you said purple was your favorite color? Yeah, I was, I, I'm an educator by trade, and I've worked for a few schools that have purple uh, as one of their school colors. So I kind of. Hey, you can't. We lost. Well, I think we lost you again. Are you there? <laughs> Dude, I don't know what's going on. It's, it's like the exact same spot as last time too, which is hilarious. Uh, I'm, I'm trying to mute myself when I'm not speaking, <laughs> so I can try to just run it through without doing that. I don't know if that's lagging or something. Yeah, I, I, I have no clue. I, um, <laughs> I just it was funny because exact you got to the exact same part of your uh, thing and and, and you cut out at the same time both times. You can, you can edit that. Out. Yeah, 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 that out. yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, for me, it's red. Uh, Kansas City Chiefs fan. Um, I like red. My high school colors are red. My college football team was red. Um, I've always uh, have heard and and read <laughs> through. Uh, that red in sports is a dominating color. Um, so, um, yeah, I like red. So it's just probably my favorite color. Not red, black. Red and black together. Lots of, lots of blues and pinks in the visitor locker rooms. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Uh, he says, all right, next question. Who have you enjoyed, or how have you enjoyed your time in Norfolk so far? Oh, man, I, I've talked enough about that on this podcast, but... If anybody ever has any question, hit up my DMs and, you know, I'll give you a novel's worth. Couldn't couldn't say more about those folks. So the uh, next question is really interesting because I didn't know you actually did do a position swip, swap, but uh, who initiated the position swap to linebacker, you or Norfolk? Yeah, so I'll give you the deets on that. Um, 
when I was creating, I didn't want to, you know, enter at a saturated position. Um, and I had a number of options I was comfortable with, but I settled on kicker actually. So I started off as a kicker. Um, to my name, I do have two 50 plus yard field goals in the prospect bowl. So <laughs> I'm sure that goes on my career statistics. Um, no, but, uh, talking to GMs and them asking about position swaps, I'm a team player. I kind of said, Hey, um, I really just want to avoid defensive tackle and offensive line. Um, other than that, put me where you need me and, uh, fell in love with Norfolk. And so I got drafted by them and, and Negs knew that I was open to swapping and said, Hey, how do you feel about being our middle linebacker? And I said, sign me up. So, um, looking back now and, and nothing against kickers, but looking now and having some knowledge of how the sim runs, I think kicking is just so RNG. Um, when you already have a sim that's going to sim, I think it would upset me to have like a really high TPE kicker who still, you know, is missing chip shot field goals all the time. So i um, very happy with that position switch personally. I'm just over here smiling because I said all through recruiting, yep, I'm 100% down to swap positions except a kicker. <laughs> so uh, that's all. And you know what? If you have any media... Um, that you would like to do, I believe a lot of people would be really interested to hear the wonderful, compelling story of the kicker who turned into a middle linebacker for their DSFL team to go on and beat or to uh, break the all-time tackles record. That'd be a really good media piece. So that's really it interesting. A, it is a good media idea. <laughs> Unfortunately, as as people who look at the forums know, I don't really need any more media ideas. Because <laughs> uh, much like you, you know, between the podcasts and I know you – you turn out some graphics and game reviews and I do articles, but we're, uh, you know, I'm constantly turning stuff out as it is. And that's a, that's a lot of fun. Yeah, that's great. I, that, that's a really cool story. I did not know that. Uh, which sim league have you been in the longest and which one do you engage with the most? Oh, why don't you start this one off, Io? Uh, so for me, uh, I started with PBE, uh, and I was in that for basically a full year before I decided to join the ISFL. Um, I've now been in the ISFL since May, so we're going on almost three months or a little over three months. And currently, because I'm still young here and still trying to earn here, uh, I would probably say the ISFL. Um, I think I split it pretty well evenly just because I, I am in the war room in Sarasota and I am in the war room at Dallas, so I try to contribute as much as I can for every everything that I'm a part of um but I think currently I'm in ISFL I earned a, a lot of money in PBE uh I was in charge of the pro uh, the PBE reca um, recap show and was able to churn out tons and tons and tons of tons of media over there pretty much unlimitedly and so I have quite the bank so I have to worry about very much in terms of earning over there but I'm still earning over here um so I'd probably say ISFL if I were to gun to my head at the moment, but I definitely have been in the PBE by far the longest. Yeah, for me, it's um, ISFL is my, my number one and the one I've been in the longest, and that's only since, uh, like I said, late June. So relatively new to sim leagues, but <clears throat> absolutely loving them. I feel like I found my people and uh, kind of dove head first. So then, yeah, joined PBE. I'd say maybe a month later, uh, currently in a rookie season there, and then decided within the last, I don't know, two or three weeks to dip my toes into SHL and excited for the draft coming up this weekend. So 
Um, kind of enjoying them all, and right now ISFL is my primary. I don't necessarily anticipate that changing, but I am also max earning in all three leagues, uh, at least so far. So I'm going to keep that up as long as I can before I really have to play favorites and you know, try to do the job for those GMs who put faith in, in me and, and drafted me. That's yeah, that's cool. Uh, it seems like you had a lot of good guidance uh, when you joined ISFL. I remember joining PBE, brand spanking new, and just how daunted I was by the forums. I actually didn't per- start purchasing Hall of Fame equipment or any <laughs> any equipment until like four seasons in. So even though I'm probably uh, top, you know, maybe ten twenty now from my class now, um, I did what I wouldn't I wouldn't be considered a max order just because of this. I just didn't understand. I didn't understand the concept of equipment <laughs> for like four yeah. for like four seasons. So did not make for the me, same mistake here. Yeah, so for me, it's funny. I look at, um, you know, there's an advantage in this league if you create at the trade deadline. Mm-hmm. And obviously, entering in late June, I I didn't know any information about the league at all, so I didn't even know that would have been an advantage, disadvantage, whatever. Um, so it's kind of funny, actually, if you look at the TPE tracker, <clears throat> I'm fairly certain um, if you look at my class, it's like all the trade deadline creates are now around, they're capped for DSFL, so they're like 254, I think, at max. Mm-hmm. And you have people kind of in that range. And then like 30 below them, it goes me. And I think I'm like the top non-trade deadline create earner in TPE. But it's just funny, like there's a huge drop-off just because I didn't create at that time. So um, it's something that I like kind of kick myself about, just being the competitor that I am. But then at the same time, like, how was I supposed to know that? So right. Um, no, I I you know, change, change the thing, but I kind of wish there was a little bit of a makeup process for that. I, I don't. I mean, maybe it's a, a strategic thing for GMs to retire early and create at the deadline to help out their teams. Because um, I know the same thing happened to me. Uh, there's I'm actually I've caught up now that now that I have a full two almost two seasons now to have caught up. Like uh, Sheriff Woody, linebacker. Uh, who got drafted by Baltimore, number one overall, is now only uh, one point ahead of me. Um, and he was a trade deadline. Come on! Uh, sorry, I got a kid just screaming at me down here. Um, uh, and then uh, safety. So, like, for me, the biggest gap. So, safety, Miles, who's the out of my class, the number one earner, is at 446. I'm currently at 417. So, there's about a 30 TPE uh, difference between uh, it seems like when you can tr- create at the tread deadline to where I did, and I think you're going through the same thing. But that being said, you were the number two overall draft pick. I was the number two overall draft pick, and everybody said, "Yeah, you know, TPE does play a part of it, but it's activity." And so I think that you, what you've demonstrated, um, and what you've done so far to go number two overall is probably going to pay dividends in the ISFL as well. Um, so I mean, yeah, it's there, but at in eight seasons, it's gonna be my it's gonna be minute, uh, the difference. So uh, I think a lot of them are looking for activity and like longevity, like who's actually gonna stick with it. And so yeah, think, you know, I think you're absolutely right, and it's funny. I just think about something like um, weekly predictions. I mean, you can make that up with strong weekly predictions over those folks over the course of a couple seasons. Um, and uh, I have to stop betting on Yeti because Colorado, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. and so I know a lot of those folks. So it's funny they'll actually ask like, "Did you bet on us this week?" And I said, "Yeah." And then you know they'll inevitably lose every time I, you know, I predict them to win. 
and so it's kind of an insight there. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, it's uh, we'll, we'll make up that ground, and I think you're right. Folks are paying attention to more than just that one number. It's just, as as you can relate to, the, the hyper-competitiveness is like, I want to be, you know, I want to be on top. Yeah, Honolulu is killing me in my production. I, I did not give them the credit. Um, part of it is because they brought up uh, a player who was only did one season with us in Dallas, and now he's their starting linebacker, but they're still able to win six games. So they're the ones that's kind of hurting my predictions a little bit. But uh, good on them. Hey, you know, I'm always down for the underdog, the teams that are kind of rebuilding. And uh, so, you know, I, I'm I'm in the Baltimore um, locker room discord, and they're a great group of folks. So, I'm, you know, I'm rooting for all those teams. So uh, getting back to the questions, who is going to win the Ulta Mini this season? Well, I'll start with you on this one. I'm going Portland. Um, wow. Portland and Python are fantastic, both sides of the ball. But honestly, that defense, um, not proud to say, uh, we you know, we played them yesterday. They beat us 38 to nothing. Uh, they handed us our worst loss of the season and just, just dominated on both sides of the ball. They, they took it to us pretty hard the first time we played as well. But just what I'm seeing from them and the things that they can do, uh, some of the players they have, um, I think they're gonna they're gonna shock folks and end up getting past Minnesota and and winning the whole thing. I think I, I, honestly I didn't really look too far in until you said that. Yeah, so Portland is currently has the number one defense statistically, only allowing two hundred and eight points the entire season. Uh, looking com- you know comparatively, uh, Minnesota's given up two hundred and forty three. Um, Kansas City's only given up two hundred and fourteen. So. Um, we over in Dallas have given up 338, so a big difference in terms of overall defense production. Um, we do lead all of uh, the entire league in points four with that high-powered offense. So I was I was gonna say um, probably you know if, if I'm being honest, uh, Minnesota. I mean, go, winning 11 games is pretty impressive. They're the returning champions. Um, they're currently got a two game lead in their division in a really good division. And so I was going to probably say Minnesota, but I am going to plug Dallas a little bit. I do think in a given, any given Sunday or any given SIM, uh, Dallas can beat anybody. And it's just a matter yeah. of if some of our young defensive yeah. players keep uh, updating like they do. Well, I guess there's only one more update left, but um, get, get those in to get us, uh, get that defense kind of squared away uh, with our offense. If that defense can just make a few big stops uh, Dallas could be a dangerous team moving on to the playoffs. Yeah, definitely. You know, Dallas has put up some great results, um, as you obviously know, um, making some good things happen there. So <clears throat> definitely could be a dark horse to go and take the whole thing. Uh, what I'll say about Minnesota is, yeah, they could win 11 games. Yeah, they might win an ultimate, but can they win on a muggy summer night in Norfolk? <laughs> the answer to that question, I always, is no, they can't. I think that was one of those what we call in the business. I'll hear you that to my grave. You know that that I I heard that on your podcast. I had to go back and watch the sim, and you're right. That was um, that was pretty awesome to watch the 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 team the the overpowering team taking on uh, Norfolk, who's been struggling all year, and go up. I what they were up 21 points at one point, and you guys came back uh, to win that game. Uh, was is what this is all about. That's what's that's what's awesome. So. Uh, I hope not. I don't want to see Minnesota go back to back. Um, so, but I I do always have a little warm spot in my heart for Kansas City because that's where I am actually from is Kansas City, um, and so uh, I like to see Kansas City teams succeed. 
uh, everywhere I am. So even unless we're playing my teams, <laughs> but uh, well, what's some good folks there? They have they have Net there, who's uh, J.C. Higgins, rookie receiver, so part of my class, who's kind of killing it there, and I love to just talk shit to that kid. Um, <laughs> I don't mind Casey. Yeah, the the. Uh, they're, they're, I do like their field too. It's a pretty cool little, little color scheme they got going on. But uh, what is your favorite sports team in real life? Favorite sport overall? Uh, favorite sport is soccer. I'm actually a soccer guy. Um, favorite team? It depends on the league. The three teams that I follow most are Chelsea in the English Premier League, uh, Minnesota United in the MLS. And then kind of my hometown team, if you will, is Forward Madison, and they're in uh, USL League One. So, yeah, I'm a soccer guy. Uh, I The parallels have finally ended. Uh, we, I, am not a, <laughs> I am not a soccer guy. I, I, my kids play soccer. I can watch soccer. I enjoy soccer um, when it's on. Um, but uh, it is definitely not uh, my top sport. It's, it's definitely... Um, Football, American football, um, and then my favorite team is the Kansas City Chiefs because Patrick Mahomes. I mean, there's nothing, nothing to. Uh, it's they're super fun to watch now. But I will say, so people don't accuse me of BS. Uh, I've been a Chiefs fan my entire life, even in the, in the '90s when they sucked, and even when we had, uh, <laughs> ironically enough, uh, drafting Ricky Stanzi from Iowa to be the quarterback of the Kansas City Chiefs, um, and when we weren't very good. So I lived through the dark days, and so being able to watch the rise of Patrick Mahomes and the Kansas City Chiefs has just been nothing but fun. So, yeah, that's definitely uh, my hometown favorite team, and a team, and, and just, yeah, I, I love football. I played it for 16 years, and it is definitely, I could, I Sunday in my household is literally a holiday. I put on... NFL red zone and I don't get out of my chair for six hours basically. <laughs> hey, I is this a uh, not safe for work podcast? Uh, it, it, I, it's free. I you know we could you, if you listen to Hey Loic, you can tell that the, you, we pretty much say whatever you want around here. <laughs> uh, good then uh, obligatory fuck Iowa. As a <laughs> yeah. So yeah yeah I I uh, am a Missouri fan so I can I, I'm I'm okay with that. Um, <laughs> who? Who has the ISFL scouting process? Oh, I'm sorry. How has the ISFL scouting process gone for you at this point? Um, since you're the only one still being scouted, what, what's it like for you so far? Yeah, it's been good. Um, I'm somebody who's anxious, and, and being somebody who scouts myself, I'm like, why? You know, what? what's wrong with me? Why haven't certain teams reached out and, and this and that? And, you know, obviously there's still time, but a fair amount of teams have reached out already, and we've had really good conversations. Um for me, it's really about locker room fit. I'm actually, again, willing to position swap. Um, and, and I'm thinking quarterback, running back, wide receiver, um, or cornerback, potentially defensive end, actually, um, are kind of the positions I'd be willing to swap to. So, again, kind of taking that approach of being flexible for what the team needs and just wanting to find myself in another spot that I'm absolutely going to love, just like I do Norfolk. So, for me, it's really about... Um, Know, showing people what I'm about and what I can offer and then finding the most comfortable place uh, for me. Yeah, I don't think you'll make it to if, – if Austin continues playing like they do and gets into the playoffs and then makes any type of a run and gets one of those later draft picks next season, I don't think they're going to have a shot for you. But if we do, I will definitely be saying the, that 
you would be a great player for to bring in Austin. It'd be a good tan, uh, tandem to have Io and McKitts playing defensive end side by side. It'd be pretty fun. Hey, there you go. <laughs> no, I appreciate that. Very kind. That would be fun. Yeah, and that, and I've heard that a lot. I've, there's when I, during my recruiting, um, they would tell me afterwards, "Hey, it was great talking to you." you're probably not going to make it to us. So, <laughs> you know, like that's always cool to hear, but like at the same time, you know, it's just one of those things. Like it, it's, it's, uh, I, I don't, I think I eventually ended up being scouted by every single team in ISFL. I think they could, some of them were like the day before the draft. So, um, yeah, trust me, they'll, they'll, you'll, they'll come coming like a waterfall here pretty soon. Once the season kind of starts getting close <laughs> to wrapping up, uh, it's been brutally hot in August uh, in Virginia. How has your August been so far? Uh, is it has it been soul crushingly hot? Yeah, we've been we've been really humid um, up in Wisconsin, which has just, just like crazy seasons. Like we can go from you know uh, a kind of chilly upper forties, low lower fifty degree day to like ninety five with a heat index of one ten the next day. It's insane, but. Um, Mostly this August, it's been, you know, hot and humid, and we've had a fair amount of rain as well. So as somebody who sweats a fair amount, um, has not been a lot of fun for me. How are you guys <laughs> doing down there in Missouri? Uh, they say here in Missouri, if you don't like the weather, wait five minutes, it'll change. Um, it, it, <laughs> it is a tempest of different, I mean, it'll be 120 and then 60 the next day. I mean, it's it doesn't make up its mind. Uh, it's been pretty, I would definitely say probably a milder, August, I uh, work most, uh, a lot outside, so um, I kind of I haven't noticed basically dying every day so far. It's been pretty pretty manageable. Um, so the I'm, which makes me a little afraid that this winter is going to be just terrible. So, um, but no, it's been it's been actually a really good summer so far this year. So um, hopefully that continues at least for the next couple of months. Uh, we're moving on to Wolkers, Wolkers, who is a Cedric Wilkins, the second cornerback over in London, um, has a few questions for us. So he says, what originally brought you to the ISFL? How have you enjoyed your time in the league? Yeah, um, I think we both kind of touched on that. Um, I am absolutely smitten with this league. Uh, love it to death. I wouldn't really podcast asked about it if I didn't absolutely love it, to be honest. Um, and, uh, yeah, I found it from a Reddit post. Um, I, I think you talked about going to this league after hearing about it and having been a part of PBE, right? Yeah. Yeah, so PBE for the longest time, people talked about it here and there. I even actually signed up on the forum probably about six months before actually joining, uh, just kind of looking at it. Uh, I finally decided to take the leap. Um between MLR, MLN, uh, GIB, ISFL, PBE, and now Super Casual, uh, I'm in a billion locker rooms. And so I kind of like to spread things out to where I can am able to give everybody enough attention. Um, and so I'm kind of glad I did wait. Uh, so now that I'm kind of entering the uh, last big seasons of my PBE career, getting ready to hit regression, I can then start, you know, working on Io and the ISFL, working him up to his peak, um, and so uh, I can kind of give everybody enough attention. But no, yeah, it was. Uh, I'm super glad I did, though. Yeah, I think it's been an absolute blast um, meeting everybody, seeing the people that are in all the different leagues, and I can't wait for the next charity event because I lost out on a couple uh, of bids, and I'm not losing next time. I'm gonna get me some 
some cool things on the next charity. So I uh, can't wait for that, the next charity event that uh, the ISFL and the PBE do all together. Yeah, do you want to explain that to me as a newbie who I think came in like right after that? Like I had seen some posts on it, but it was already like done by the time I started, I think. Oh, yeah. So basically the coalition of sim leagues, ISFL, PBE, SHL, SESFL, EFL, there's like nine of them. All come together, basically. The, the access powers. The access powers all come together with their powers combined, and they pick uh, a charity, and they do basically a fundraising, uh, kind of an auction fundraising situation where uh, the users, the people, put something out there. So, uh, like for example, some of the, the uh, some of the big P, uh, podcasters in each league would say, you know, they would bring on, uh, you know, if you want to bid to. To talk about whatever you want to talk about for like an entire podcast. Uh, other people made um, gifts. Like uh, there was a really cool item in the PBE where um, a user created felt, uh, basically uh, your mascot choice. So like you know for Sarasota, um, they would have made a felt kind of like little uh, beanie baby of your of a supernova or you know a Portland python, whatever it is. You know um, another user put on there mystery boxes where they just sent a bunch of cool mystery boxes so basically all the users in all the different leagues put something up on the site and over the course of about a month uh you bid in an auction style where you know the highest bid wins at the end they take all the money they put it into the charity and you know you get you win you know your fundraisers but um they do you know a lot of the times we'll kind of get like a if we reach a certain amount of money in the charity everybody gets a free PT or something like that nature. Like it's really cool. It's for a good cause and it's a lot of fun. I missed out on a couple things. I couldn't pull the trigger. Things were getting really expensive. <laughs> and but I was like, you know, I did win I did win um a one item. I am gonna be in a uh, there is a user in the PBE that is uh works for a video game studio and IO Torrent will be in a uh video game that they're creating. Um the oh, name so yeah that uh I uh, I sent that out not that long ago. I think it's a soccer game actually. Um I'll be a mid I'll be a I'll be a mid defender of some sort. Uh, but no, it's really cool, it's a great experience. Um everybody does a really, really cool job. I know I wish I would have been in the ISFL during that time. I was just in the PBE, so I only saw the PBE things. Once I joined ISFL, I, I did kind of glimpse to see the, some of the ISFL things. So every single league has their own items that you can kind of bid for to, to go towards the charity. The last charity was for um, for children, which is you know a great cause all around. Um, and so I think we rose we we rose quite a bit of money. I forget the exact sum, but I think it shocked everybody the amount that the communities all around was able to raise for. Of the charity of choice so i think they want to do it every five sessions or every five seasons so we probably have another one coming up in the next season or two awesome yeah so uh where were we um what do you hope to accomplish as a player in the league what about as a user yeah so um as a player, you know, I want to be an impact player. I want to be one of the top TP earners. Um, <clears throat> I want to win. Uh, I'd love to win championships. I'd love to, <clears throat> excuse me, be up there for awards. Um, and I really think that uh, if I find the right team fit and I just kind of keep doing what I'm doing, that I can make that happen. Um, as a user, I, you know, obviously I've jumped right in. I was 
lucky enough to be uh, voted on as a captain for my team. I'm in the war room. Um, I kind of want to continue down that path. And I think I talked before a little bit, but um, yeah, I do have aspirations of being a GM, uh, probably starting at the DSF level. And then um, if I really like the way that's going, trying to move up to the ISFL. So uh, between that and actually uh, uh, taking a league job, having kind of a regular source of income would be fantastic. Obviously, I, I do have a regular source of income with my media, but um, I'll just put in my plug here. I think we need some more graders. Um, <laughs> so as a former English teacher, hit me up and I will I'll grade articles. Uh, of course, you got to pay me, but uh, I can get that job done. So, um, yeah, just really looking to get involved, potentially join league leadership at some point and really just continue my focus on helping new users fall in love with the league like I have. Yeah, for me, um, a lot of the same things. I'd like to win a little bit of hardware. I'd like to win a championship as a, as a, as a team. Um, I don't have the aspiration as a user to be a general manager. I do would like to contribute as a war remember um, for, the, for the organizations that I'm with. Um, I, did, I, I do uh, the video uh, graphics with uh, the uh, Dallas Bird Dog recap show. I did a lot of that in the PBE. Um, and I do a lot of that stuff, uh, to kind of get some of the younger, newer users kind of involved and excited. I think any, everybody likes to see their name talked about on the Sims, um, during the Twitch streams. And then even on these little, you know, shows that some random guy named IO plugging players, um, you know, doing a great job talking about their stats, uh, hyping them up for possible awards, that kind of stuff I think is, it's just a good addition. So, um, I have reached out about possibly looking into grading like podcasts and stuff like that since I listen to them all basically. Uh, but I, I kind of I'm pretty content with what I'm contributing with now um, in terms of the content that I'm putting out there. Um, it is time intensive, and I, I did I did get really 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 involved over in the PBE so much so that I had to finally take a two season. Well, now I'm in my second season break from that job because basically <laughs> it was a second job. Um, what we did over there at the PVE Rewind. Uh, it was a ton of fun. It was great for the league, but man, it was super, um, super time, con- time, time intensive. So um, you, you kind of just hit on it already. Any interest in joining HO or GMing? Which, so since you've kind of touched on it, which would you rather do? Would you rather GM a team or be a part of HO? I would definitely rather GM a team. Uh, I think... Um, you know, on my good days, I'm, I'm kind of operating in almost a similar role as a locker room leader currently. Um, but, yeah, yeah just, just having a group of players, being able to work with others to build a solid roster, get to meet new people, kind of see them off on their, their voyage. I think um, being a DSFL GM for sure would be fantastic um, to kind of be that stepping stone and get people in the door. Um, yeah, it'd be great. I can- uh, which users have made the biggest impact early in your ISFL career? That's a good question. That's a fantastic question. Um, I don't know if you saw. I actually put out some media probably three weeks or so ago now, and it was basically like a rundown of my first month in the league, and I was able to use that to thank a number of users. Um but I think I have um, probably four that I'd like to really highlight as 
people who have helped me as a new user. Uh, um, Negs, for sure, um, my current GM in Norfolk. Fantastic human being. We chat all the time. He has put a ton of faith in me to be a leader for our team and to get involved in the war room right away. Um, just, just absolutely fantastic. Um, Schwarznar is an unbelievable human being. He'll do anything for anyone. Seems to know the answer to any question you might have. No question is a stupid question. Um, she's absolutely fantastic. She's also a, a teacher by trade, so we connect a lot on the education front as well. Um, and then Isa. Um, Isa is amazing as well, especially with like league history and uh, what happened in the league before, why certain procedures are in place, things like that, and just uh, a really hype dude too. So um, love that. Um, and then Tesla would be the fourth one for me. Um, just seems to kind of be everywhere and is, you know, was recently named a, a co-GM for Colorado, which so happy for Tesla. Um, probably the kindest user in the ISFL. I think I can almost definitively say that. Just a, a total sweetheart. Um, seems to be everywhere at the same time, Discord-wise and locker room-wise. And whenever anybody's struggling with anything, whether that's in the sim or in real life, um, she's always there to lend support. So those are probably the big four for me. Yeah, I've uh, I plugged my um, people quite a bit. Uh, Zoot, uh, Zane, Dallypole, um, Hex, which I miss that guy. He was such a fun locker room partner before he got called up. Um, Rutzbua, uh, Ask Madden, my current GM uh, over in Dallas, um, and then you know even over in um, uh, Austin, uh, Fist of the League, uh, or AKA Moody. Um, Moody99, who actually added a question here, saying it's just a. I love his podcast. He's a <laughs> just a super fun person. Um, uh, and then of course the 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 GM that drafted me over in Austin, um, uh, Midships. I mean, just a plethora of just fantastic folks that have just made this experience so much fun. So can't can't. I mean, and that's just the ISFL people. I mean, I got a whole group of people over in the PBE. So. Um, oh, you know, quick shout out to Lucid Dreams, who, you know, uh, kind of was the king of the podcast here in the ISFL and has so, so handsomely uh, <laughs> let me kind of join in on the fun with podcasting. So uh, I was on his podcast a while back. I don't think he's posted it on there yet, but um, he's a great, uh, great user when it comes to putting out podcasts. Uh, let's see, we got a couple more questions. Um, how do you list your sim leagues on your resume? <laughs> Yeah, we can we can go quick on this one. For me, um, if I had to tell you right now, it would be ISFL followed by SHL followed by PBE. Um, I really like my PBE team, and, and Beebs does a great job as GM there. We just don't have a ton of active players right now, and so a lot of times it seems like it's like me and Beebs and one other person just like talking to each other in the locker room. Um, but as activity builds and we continue to kind of grow that, that team and build that team um, that could change and PBE could overtake something, but um, that's kind of how I'm feeling right now. I think you'll be really, really pleasantly surprised when you get up, when you get up to the uh, PBE uh, majors. Um, I was a Hepcat uh, in the minors. And so I was spoiled uh, to start off with much like here, super active, tons of alums. Everybody's basically a Hepcat um, in this league. And so it was fantastic. And then, but I think I'm not trying to say the Swift Steeds, um, 
don't have a great locker room, but I can just tell from like from my experience as a Hepcat, it was definitely it was definitely popping when I was down there. So um, I do think though, once you get called up, it'll be you'll be just as excited and uh, welcome with open arms as you are here in the ISFL because there's a lot of great teams up there in the PBE. Um, last question: uh, Please explain in vivid or graphic detail the the appearance of a peacock as you would as you would to somebody who has been colorblind since birth. Yeah, that was um, freaking Wilkers, man. That's a crazy question. I mean, do you have any insight on how one would even begin that conversation? Uh, I mean, if they're if they're just colorblind, they should be able to see the actual, you know, like the actual bird. And so you just say, "Hey, that bird you're seeing in black or white is really colorful." <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I don't know how else to, to really explain it. <laughs> well, they understand what colorful means. That's a good point. I guess, yeah. They're, they're, it's a, it's vivid, and uh, yeah, it's uh, that is a that's a good point. Yeah, I guess explaining color to someone who has never seen color is probably a very difficult task. Um, yeah. So I, I think we agree. Then, uh, Wolkers, you win this. Yeah, you win, buddy. So uh, since we're kind of an hour. Uh, into this, uh, I maybe leave these last two threads for your your uh, your podcast that you'll be doing later on uh, for some content, um, so we don't take up all your questions. But, uh, sure. but uh, yeah, it just kind of just kind of you know recapping what we talked about. You got um, you you know you're you're enjoying your time down there in Norfolk. Um, you got the exciting time of the ISFL draft coming around the corner. Um, without kind of maybe. I don't know. Not. I don't want to give you like any spoilers or make you feel on the spot. But has there been any team so far that you just have been really kind of, you know, drawn to so far? Yeah, I'll I'll just tell you honestly. Um, <laughs> I'm a nerd, so I keep a spreadsheet of who's reached out to me, when they reached out, um, and a couple couple things about the team that kind of weigh into my decision making. Um, I do have some favorites currently. That could certainly shift between now and the draft. Um, I also have some teams that are not favorites, but uh, whoever you know takes the chance on me to to draft me and, and believes in me, I'm going to go do the job for them. So uh, ultimately, that's out the window, and it's not up to me. But yeah, on draft day, um, if things stand as they are, there's definitely um, a certain number of teams that I'm I'm really hoping I go to uh, one of. So yes. <laughs> yeah, very political. Good answer on that's that. My, uh, yeah, my, my, my yes, 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 my political professional response. <laughs> yeah, I, I was very much the same way. That was what uh, why I really enjoyed um, <laughs> Heloic. I try to be very uh, kind of the, um, you know, I guess just straight man, right? I'm not trying to, you know, I'm just try to be nice to everybody and I, I, I enjoy everybody's time. That guy over there is an absolute loose cannon wild card. Um, and so he, I kind of had to, I kind of had to edit some of the things a little bit out just, just so none of the, none of the teams like uh, the otters would come trying to kill me because this, the strangers on my podcast is basically trashing them. <laughs> he doesn't even know who these people are, but he's, he, uh, he, he, we were going over the, the logos and he, um, Spot of the uh, Otters, which is one of the, which I didn't even know this at the time. It's like basically the New England Patriots of the ISFL. They won more championships than anybody. They've been around since the beginning of time, and their actual um, logo is made by a graphic design artist. 
And I don't know if he was just trying to, you know, it was just random that he picked it or what, but he was like, yeah, the otters looks ridiculous. And I got a little bit of a feedback on that. Um, <laughs> not, but, uh, you know, that's, I, I, I love you guys. I love you otters. I love you, Orange County. You guys are having a great year this year. So, um, no, I'm, I'm the same way, but. No, I'm glad. I'm glad we got you on. This has been a fun podcast. I kind of like. I, it was a really good change of pace. I've usually, uh, I haven't done one with somebody that's also in the league, and it's. Re- I, honestly, I've just been really kind of intrigued by the parallels of our kind of just journeys through the ISFL. It's just one season apart, um, and how we kind of got to this point, how we kind of look at it, and so um, no, that's really really cool. So I. I I do wish Norfolk, even though you're an interdivisional rival, I don't believe we play each other again this year. I think we've played each other enough. So, yeah, we got Portland and then London for our last no, two games. No, and you're, you're safely above us. So you can, yeah, you're safely above us. You can you can root for us. It's okay. So I, I can I can officially uh, root for you guys when you guys go on to face uh, Tijuana, which I would love for you guys to win. We need a little space from those guys. And then, of course, the, the rematch of the uh you know the revenge game for minnesota as they try to uh, avenge the one loss uh that would be something if you guys took them took them out again going into the playoffs that'd just be great so uh yeah this uh really appreciate you coming on it's been a lot of fun uh great guest maybe we can get you get you on another time and or i can come on to your podcast and um reciprocate the favor a little bit but i really uh, enjoyed your time and thanks for coming on Yeah, absolutely. Thanks so much for having me. Um, yeah, I'll have to have you on my pod next time and looking to do some fun things, especially as we head towards the draft. So we'll be in touch. Um, great time. Great podcast. Um, love what you produce and keep doing your thing. Thanks Sad. so much. Awesome. This has been IO with IO's pod. Uh, we'll see you next time. Uh, good luck, everybody, with a couple more weeks left to go in the DSFL season and ISFL season. we got the playoffs coming up next week. It's going to be an exciting end of the month as we move on with uh, all things playoffs um, wrapping up season 30. So we'll join us next time as we kind of take a look at the playoff picture on the next pod has been IO Torrent signing off. Have a great, good luck, everybody.